On this episode, we're joined by Hagai Feiner from Access Networks and Louis Frankie from LED Systems, where we take some time to talk about 8K and Samsung's message. Amazon in the news with new Alexa products. Snap AV makes a big announcement regarding Sonos. And finally, a chance encounter at the airport turns into an opportunity for the industry to come together for a common cause. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is ResiWeek, episode 191, Experience versus Need. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Peerless AV, driving technology through innovation. This is ResiWeek, your weekly recap of the AV industry and more specifically the residential market. As you might not, as you might notice, I am not Matt Scott. Uh, I'm your host, your fill-in host, Rich Fergosa. I'm filling in for Matt as he's hopefully having some extended downtime with his family as they have welcomed their new addition to the family, Noah Miller-Scott. Welcome, Noah, to the world. Uh, so from all of us at AV Nation, congratulations to Matt, Fiona, and your family, and we'll see you soon. So without further ado, though, let's get the show started. Uh, and with us today are no strangers to our family of shows. Fortunately for me, since this is my first time as a guest host right now. Uh, first off, I'd like to welcome Hagai Feiner. Hagai is the founder and CEO of Access Networks. Hagai, welcome to the show. Good to see you. Thank you, Rich. Good to see you as well. Next off, I'd like to welcome one of my favorite and likely one of the most entertaining people in the industry you will ever meet, Louis <laughs> Frank. He's the owner and president of LED Systems. Louis, my brother, good to see you. Good to see you all. Pleasure to be here, sir. I thought I was the most entertaining individual. I said one up. <laughs> Nobody's more Anders entertaining than Rich, though. <laughs> you know, if, if anything, we could probably have a fireside chat. Oh, my gosh. That would be awesome. Uh, but before the entertainment starts, let's, let's get a little, to a little bit of news uh, to get started. So first off, um, Samsung. Samsung, uh, this is coming to us from CE Pro. Samsung says that now is the time to sell 8K EVs. Uh, Hagai and Lewis, obviously we were both at uh, CDA 2019 in Denver. Uh, there was quite a bit of 8K to be seen. Hagai, uh, what do you think about what Samsung is, is uh, trying to deliver as a message regarding 8K? So next generation, you, you see it in Wi-Fi as well. So Wi-Fi 6 is out, right? They're trying to change the marketing, not to, ch to turn this into a Wi-Fi 6 conversation. But obviously for all of us, for, for us remaining in business, it's a good thing to have a new generation of products to sell. My only question is looking from the side, when you see Wi-Fi 6 come out, there's already an iPhone that supports it. There's an access point from Ruckus, the R750. That's the first ruckus ap that's fully certified wi-fi 6 to work with that iphone what i'm missing here is that there are too many players to actually have 8k be something that is supported beyond the tv so where is the content and while i understand that there's benefit the larger displays that's you know a lot of what people talk about the size the play displays we're moving into and why you need more pixels totally makes sense right just like the retina display on on an Apple device. 
I am waiting for that content and wherever that content's gonna be, I would like to go get it to match my brand new 8K TV. So I just think you, we have a lot less control over whatever the providers are gonna do, but I'd like to see, I'd like to see more bandwidth. You know, I'd like to see Netflix jump on that because that's most of what we watch here. And I think all in all, it's a good thing, but if you don't have the content to back it up, it's kind of a, it's, it's going to be a misfire. Actually, you bring a, up a pretty good point. Lewis, I know that you uh, had the opportunity to not only walk the show floor, but uh, you were teaching several classes at Cedia. And obviously this is not a technology, not only a technology issue, but uh, something that's true to your, you know, that's near to your heart, but it's an installation issue at times. Um, what are your thoughts, you know, regarding Samsung promoting 8K and what are the challenges that we're going to face uh, with trying to push this through? Well, like Haggai was saying, the manufacturer is driving it anyway. And, but there is no content for it, but I'm selling it. We have it going in and, and it's the client. Some clients think, you know, Hey, they've got the latest and greatest and, and the, the upper end 8K sets that we have installed, I mean, they're pretty freaking beautiful. They really are nice, and they do some of their own up conversion. The circuitry inside is uh, upscaling content. It's there is nothing native. Um, funny, but there are some commercial spaces we have gone into where this 8K TV could really come into play when you're doing 3D renderings and Reddit software for architectural and probably the designers the interior designers themselves could see this where they're pushing really hardcore graphics designing a home um, architects being able to push out some of that resolution but sure it's pretty and it the customers aren't they're not pushing back well that that's an interesting point um, with with AK and the customer I mean are you seeing more and more that customers are just accepting that 8K? Are, are they asking for it? Or are you finding that it's something that you're now having to educate uh, the client about? Some, sometimes they're asking for it, but the majority of it, I look at, um, I look at it from a perspective, well, if it's $600 more for a 78 or an 86 or a $1,000 more, it's already four or five grand. What's six grand when the project is 78 grand for the one Dolby Atmos room with the 86 inch 8k in it it's a non-issue Haggai one of the things obviously um, you're in a unique position that uh, you're dealing with a lot of the backbone of what's going into right. a lot of residences and pushing the envelope of technology um, are there some things to consider uh, when dealing with 8K, and especially as it comes now with, you were talking about bandwidth earlier, about the networking. How does the network come into play uh, dealing uh, with technologies? I will tell you that for the first time in my entire history at Access and, and in the industry, which is the same, same on a year, about 16 years, this is the first time I'm seeing AV starting to bend the network. It was always the other way around. The network had all this capacity and AV was just, you know, this light, usually control commands, really sensitive to latency, needing no bandwidth, and video over IP changed everything. And if one thing I've noticed is that beyond the demand for video over IP on our systems, which is driving a lot of the sales on the custom system side of what we do, 
if you look at the history of video and initially, let's say you had Valens as kind of a, I call them a gateway product. Valens created uh, HD base T, that standard where you have an, an endpoint and you have a source and you have, you know, a cat five between the two of them and you can transfer a video and network and whatever other control, whatever you wanted. Everything is now transitioning into pure IP switching routing platforms. And that drives the capacity on our networks. And we now have to create designs with 10 gig uplinks, multi 10 gig uplinks that get maxed out because no project is ever deployed exactly the way it's been drawn out, you know, back in engineering. Everything changes, the environment is always dynamic. We have this uh, property in, in Beverly Hills that's three levels. And we thought we we're going to do it one way and it ended up being another way. And we had to do a bunch of workarounds. There's all that this technology that comes out from Crestron. The new generation of NVX has a different set of demands. Uh, sometimes we find things that are wrong on a switch manufacturing side with, with Ruckus. And it's just, it's been uh, for us a little bit drinking from a fire hose. Even if the link is, is kept at one gig because there's multiples of them. So I don't even want to imagine when, you know, when this trans transfers to 10 gig because you want to drive 8K content and you want to do that with light compression, not heavy compression to, to keep your quality. It's going to require more of, of all of us. But the good news is the ball's still coming our way. So give me your money and I'll make it work. That's right. <laughs> Speaking of making it work, Lewis, obviously you've got you know a unique position. You teach a lot of the boot camps at Cedia. Um, you work really closely with installers. How are integrators going to prepare for this? What 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 advice would you have for them, knowing that AK is coming down the line and and from a you know kind of the nuts and bolts, you know, basically packing your lunch and getting these systems working. What advice would you give them in terms of what's going to be coming down the line? On the on the TV end, on the display end, it's not been that big of a deal. It's like installing another TV. And one thing we've noticed on the manufacturers with this 8K and with some of the higher end 4K displays, even and the SDDP protocols embedded in it that easily are are identified on the network and allow for some really seamless control versus trying to stick a stupid. IR emitter on the end of it. A lot of them have um, embedded control already, and it really makes it easier from an integration perspective because you can control it via IP now, which, yeah, like Hag I said, the IT is the network. The IT is king. It is the network is the king. You got to have that locked down solid or this all won't work. So let me ask you while you're saying that. So is what Avix is saying true or not? Because in my mind, I am your experience. I am not an enabler. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't, I was on A and yesterday and they were talking about experience versus need. And I'm telling you right now, IT is a need. IP is a need, and your experience your experience is becoming your need, and it's one superfluous thing. It's not it's not separate in my opinion. I don't know if that's what Avixa is saying, but my in the Resi world, my clients if they don't have network, they're gonna shoot me. 
<laughs> it's not it's not an option anymore. Hopefully it's not disposable off. income. <laughs> Right. Well, great. Well, obviously, it sounds like we've got uh, a lot of things to consider, and uh, <laughs> I guess it's just a matter of holding on at this point. So moving on to another group of things to consider, uh, or company to consider, Amazon is back in the news again. Uh, they have unleashed, uh, this is uh, from Resi Tech Today, they've unleashed a barrage of new products, including an Echo with better audio. Um, they are coming out with an Echo Dot with a built-in clock. The new Echo Studio, which is supposed to be their new uh, high-quality audio speaker playback unit, uh, their Echo Show, and uh, kind of a slew of other devices, including the Echo Frames, which uh, I think we'll talk about in a second. So uh, let's start with Hagai. What are your thoughts regarding Amazon and uh, the 800-pound gorilla working its way through the industry again? Yeah, I think the 800-pound gorilla is wrong. So <laughs> there's, you know, I have Amazon here at home. I have a, a ring system, and it works really well. And all these things came together: our alarm and our doorbell. I installed myself, and that's all great. But is it integrated? No, they're they're pursuing audio, better audio, according to who? Because because I know a little about audio, and I can tell you that out of a little tube on your counter, there's only so much you can get. What I do like is watching companies like Josh AI grow and thrive in our channel, and specifically cater to Resi, specifically go after manufacturer relationships that make it easier for the installer, specifically look for feedback from all of us about what their products should do. So for example, the, the idea of Josh should be powered by PoE was mine because they came to me and said, so if we were to build something, what would it, what, what would it be? What would, what would it do? And I said, if, if you're not gonna do PoE, then you're wasting your time because no one's gonna call an electrician to, to install Josh, right? Amazon is, is great at what it does. It looks at scale. It looks at how it could sell more units and bring value in that sense. I just don't think it upscales into the world we live in beyond a certain point. So if it doesn't integrate to me, it kind of is like, eh, you know, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't tickle my fancy. Sorry. Well, I mean, that might be good news overall. Uh, Lewis, uh, you're scares on... the crap out of me. Excuse my language. Really? <laughs> well, I mean, they can't they just, I read, I think it was in Forbes two days ago or last week, GE, Kenmore, Whirlpool, microwaves. That's just, Creepy. <laughs> I, I, so I was, I was on a CDO board until 20, beginning of 2017 or 18. Yeah. And I told them on a, at a board meeting a while back, I said, we should be ready for our channel selling appliances. And everybody was laughing. Yeah. And I said, well, it's either you're going to sell or someone else is going to sell it, but you're going to have to integrate it anyway. So you may as well sell and make some money. And everybody's raising their eyebrows because we're so traditional we like audio we like video and maybe we're dragged into networking because we have to controls integration i think in the end of the day you know how do you make more money do you make more money by attaining another client or do you make more money by selling more into the same project i would bid the latter i want to sell everything to to that job i want to sell the network the appliances the shade the lighting this is what we did with shades right a, a generation ago we took it from the electrician and we started selling it. Same thing with lighting. 
So why not with appliances? I agree. Even though it just, I don't have any in my house. I've used it before. Some of our clients do use it. The majority do not. At the same time, it's all got to be integrated with the network. And more importantly, all that data has to be protected. The client's data and all of that information has to be secured, which forces us as the AV integrators to be the IT specialist. You, it's so it's 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 a lot more work that is able to come our way, like Hey said, because we have to put our hands on it anyway. Might as well get paid for it. But it well, is it's they well, are they are huge. Usually we, we all we all know the fear sells, right? This is how alarm companies stay in business. This is how we pay a ring. I don't know, ten bucks a month now yep. because we have an alarm. Do we arm it? Rarely do we arm it, but we have an alarm, right? So I'll pay. Um, I think that this is the next iteration for our channel is becoming, so we were, we, I wasn't, but my clients were hobbyists turned integrators. Some of them became businessmen in the process. Some of them never made that transition and are still running a mom and pop, not really organized. But then the next iteration is MST. If you're going to become an integrator without planning on how, how you're going to become an MSP, you're going to, you're going to get outrun by another company in the business that's already doing it. And part of the MSP services we're going to offer is security, digital security. And so big projects all over the city here in LA and, and all over the country, but some, some projects I walk first thought is physical security, you know, how are we going to get thermal cameras and this and that and secure the perimeter. And I'm saying, how are you going to digitally protect this client? Because uh -huh. it's easier to hack them remotely than to try and walk on site and get shot by security. Right? So all these cameras and all this investment and digital security is kind of left either un untouched or in, in the responsibility of one person. But again, opportunity, it's all opportunity. The more stuff we have on the network, the more we have control over it, the more it integrates, the more responsibilities we have, but the more bigger opportunity we have to finally figure out this recurring revenue model. Yeah, it's big. I like to watch everything on the network, but like I said, you're going to have to cover your butt if you're not at least offering the minimum protection to your clients from outside hacking or ransomware. You will be, yeah, you'll be, you'll, you'll go out, you'll be sued out of business. Yeah, look, look at the LinkedIn. SnapAV is looking for a cybersecurity yep. admin. Well, that was actually, thank you for teeing that up, uh, Hagai. I yep. talk about a perfect segue. Uh, one of our other stories, SnapAV in the news. Um, this comes to us from Residential Systems. Beginning October 2019, so possibly tomorrow, SnapAV is going to be a national distributor of Sonos. Um, starting with uh, their offerings in October 2019. They are going to be providing everything from the Sonos port, the Move, and the Sonos 1SL. It's going to be available through not only SnapAV as the dealers, but also through their affiliated local branches, their distributors, Allnet, Volutone, MRI, and Custom Plus. Um, guy, what do you think about this? I think it's a great move for SnapAV. Personally, I'm, I'm not in love with the Sonos product. Uh, again, I'm looking for integration. It's a little, it has been a little quirky in the past for me, but forget the ex my experience for a second. Snap goes after what the integrator needs and they wanna be a one-stop shop. And they just recently added Control 4, which I think is huge. 
because until now they haven't touched integration and now they're knee deep in it. Um, and this is yet another move to give you everything you need. If you didn't plan it out, you can go to a local Snap AV location and they have so many of them now and pick it up and go. And I think that's, that's smart on the Snap AV part. Same thing with who was it? The audio manufacturers that clips who, who made it, who did they make a deal with as well? Yeah, they're at clips. They're at, they're at Snap as well. Clips. Right. So, so there yeah. you go. I think they're going to continue until they have everything they want to have, which I think is everything. There's nothing <laughs> off limits for Snap. There's nothing off limits for them. Lewis, obviously, uh, you know, again, from the integration standpoint, um, what does this mean for integrators? Well, what does this mean for, you know, how you're going to be promoting services? Well, it, uh, I'm a direct Sonos dealer, but I'm also Snap. And if I can go to one place or write one PO, it sure does make my business operations more efficient. And in my, in my neck of the woods here in Dallas, man, we use a ton of Sonos and it works. It works with Control 4. Um, they still have some bugs sometimes. It does not work real well with Apple, but that's Apple. Um, in their updates, they're just killing me. But the Snap AV or the uh, Sono stuff, where I can't get wires and I want it to sound decent, and the client's not a Meridian client or a, an Anthem, man, it uh, it, sol it solves a problem. And I'm, off that cliff I'm all about to solve a problem. <laughs> What'd you say? I said you fell off the cliff real quick there from Meridian to Sonos. I know. It's a deep drop from Meridian and well, Sonos. Absolutely. There's a market for Eero, for example. There's a market for all yep. the products for the right application. If we're giving the client yep. what they're looking for, it almost doesn't matter if we want to educate them or there's a budget or there's a, a need that they're looking for. Like they want to have the best sounding living room that they've ever had. It's not going to be done with Sonos. It's not mm -mm. done with Amazon. It's just not. No. But if that client, if I can solve that client's problem every time, I'll get that client to ask me about the refrigerator that has Amazon in it or network or the oh, oven. Seriously. I and believe that. They will spend money on service. They will not spend money on a freaking $500 TV, but they will spend all kinds of money all day if I can solve their problem. And that's, that's a conversation we have with integrators quite often is, you know, everybody is criticizing high-priced wireless offering we have, for example, which is the easiest way to do business with us. And we understand that it doesn't come in at price point for every integrator and every one of their clients. And we constantly work to, to get as much of that business as we can. And we're saying, hey, if, if the math works for you and the experience works for you, then you should use another brand. But if you're seeing that you're having issues there, we would love to have that conversation because the number one conversation I was having with Cedia, at Cedia with integrators, including huge accounts, is having on the front end a product that on paper makes sense. They got the points, they got the, you know, the dollar amount sale is good, but then returning for service is just burning all of them. So we want to minimize that. I think all brands want to minimize that. We've, you know, we've, we've been riding the right horse with Ruckus uh, and the Ruckus OEM deal. And ultimately, if you look at the cost of whatever a cost of ownership for the integrator to sell a given system to, to a homeowner, the cost of ownership on Ruckus is very, very low because you don't have to go back. But yeah. again, 
if that works for you with someone else, until that tipping point, until you reach it, and you just had enough, and you wanted to switch to managed, either full system or, or light, use that other brand. So again, a place in the market for everybody. Snap is making a good move by adding, con continuously adding lines, even if you would think it's a market conflict. Snap is, hey, you pick what you want to sell. And we'll have it. And I think it's the right attitude. All right. Well, I, um, seeing a CD is obviously a conversation that we had. And uh, there's been a lot that uh, Haggai has been involved in over the years. Uh, and seeing that, I'm, I'm guessing since, uh, you know, board duties weren't necessarily taking up your time, this That's came nice. to us via Haggai's LinkedIn, uh, interestingly <laughs> enough. Uh, at this point, Haggai uh, had posted a story request. Uh, based on a meeting that he had a few weeks ago walking through LAX. And it was a really great story that uh, I felt it was important for us to share light on. Hagai, why, why don't you tell us about, about this LinkedIn post and, and what transpired from it? Yeah, I'll tell you, Rich, a little, um, it, it's, the, the, the post was very, you know, quick and to the point, but the experience at the airport was, was something very moving to me. And I didn't know, I didn't know Travis Mills. I didn't know his story. But well, let me, let me, let me rewind actually. I guess I should, oh. I yeah. should dive into it first. You were walking through the airport and right. you fet, met a fellow by the name of Travis Mills. And right. he had a pretty special story about it. So this, this, I just wanted to kind of jump in and for right. anybody who didn't necessarily have the page up to see um, who Travis Mills is and what his story meant to you. Yeah, so I go to, to the airport, heading to Cedia, kind of all the thoughts in my head are about the show, what I'm going to do, who I'm going to see, what I'm going to say, and all of these great things. And then I check my bag in and I head over to TSA and Travis, turns out it's Travis Mills, but, but this guy who is a quadruple amputee walks past me and I see him walking towards me and I'm just in awe that this guy, this is probably the strongest man I've ever seen like to be able to to do that is you'd never think you would see it I mean you wouldn't even think it's possible and it really I was looking for words to say and I just couldn't find anything meaningful to say and I didn't want it to sound weird and awkward so I just let that moment pass but it was a real powerful experience for me just seeing him with a smile on his face and this he has like an aura around him he's like all this energy he's a really strong dude and I felt, I regretted the moment of, of not, not seizing the moment and saying something and knowing all the people that I know and all the things that we could do together and having volunteered in the past with Lone Survivor. We've done a project with them in Crystal Beach in Texas. And, you know, it, this is kind of near and dear to my heart. And I just kept kicking myself for not saying something. Well, I was blessed with the opportunity to talk to him because he was on my flight to Denver. He was connecting, going somewhere else. And he was with my, uh, with his father-in-law and nice. I finally found the words and decided to say something. And, uh, we, we had this conversation. Turns out we've done a, um, access has done a, a charity project with adaptive training foundation, which is a gym that specializes in helping injured veterans get back to, to normal life by training and physical training. Right. Uh, and uh, he was part of that, uh, that seed that started that gym in Texas because he needed to be trained to learn how to walk again. And so we knew some people in, in common, 
he gave me his contact information and I just, I left very happy and kind of on a mission. And then I posted my appeal, let CDA kind of pass by because I was very busy then, stayed in touch with him, posted my LinkedIn post uh, on CD and looked for support to help their foundation uh, that's in Maine. And so the foundation right now has smart things, which is a Samsung product, but they don't work very well. They don't know who to call to troubleshoot and everybody's just frustrated. So all, all these guys don't know anything about our industry, what we can do, the automation we can bring in. And I think that's the best use case for what we do, period. There's no better cause, there's no better use case than helping someone who can't press a button be able to say, roll down the shades and shut the lights and good night. And so immediately, all of that started rolling in my head and I reached out to everybody I know, including calling John Hayman from Snap AV out of the blue to see how he's doing and if he can help us. And I was just so touched that he didn't even let me finish the sentence, said, Haggai, whatever you need, We'll help you. Just let us know. Give us a parts list. Give us a design. We'll take care of it. Same thing with John Clancy from Crestron. Uh, same thing with Alex from Josh AI. We got everybody on board. We got effectively everything we need. And then integrator finally is Dennis Jakes with uh, Maverick Integration. Um, they're in Nashua, New Hampshire, and uh, they're, they're about two and a half hours away. We're still looking for more people. I think people is going to be the real challenge is organizing a schedule to install this system and then support it on a continuous basis. If you're 200, two, two and a half hours away, uh, when there's a service call, sometimes it's hard to get out. If we can find a closer integrator, I think that would be great. We've done that with Lone Survivor where we have an integrator that's you know a half hour away in Houston. Uh, Paul Ostrin with unlimited integration. Hats to you, Paul, for continuously supporting uh, the um, the Crystal Beach retreat uh, for Lone Survivor. And I think, you know, everybody's looking for something good to do. We all want to do good, but I think sometimes it takes a little bit of push, funneling, creating that schedule, creating the engineering, the design, putting all the right people in the right, right room to, to get it done. And I think that's what we're doing right now. Sorry, it's been long, but this is the whole story. Oh, that's great. It's a great story that we talked about. Oh, awesome. Good. Um, that's awesome. Well, I, I can't think of a better way to uh, wrap up our show than with that story. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for being on. Thank you for uh, walking through this with me. I appreciate it. Uh, Haggai, if they want to find out more about you or Access Networks, where can uh, our viewers find you? Fastest response, believe it or not, is actually on Twitter. Uh, at, the, uh, at Haggai Finer, that's me. And then Haggai at AccessCA.com is my email. You can uh, email me there. Well, great. Thank you for your time. Really appreciate having you on. Louis, uh, how can our viewers find you if they want to track you down? Uh, at LEFrankie2000 on Twitter. Um, LEDSystemsLLC.com is our website. Or you can email me, Louis, L-E-W-I-S, at LEDSystemsLLC.com. It's a pleasure, guys. Excellent. Thanks for well, having me. Oh, I really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to follow me, you can obviously find me at FragosaDesign.com or on my Twitter along with these videos at rfragosa. But more importantly, we would love for you to follow us and find us at avnation.tv where we have a slew of all of our shows, including Resi Week, AV Week, uh, another show hosted by my good friend Steve Greenblatt called A State of Control. But most importantly, we really look forward to getting uh, comments and any feedback from you on how we can make
make these shows better for you. But with that, this is the end of Resi Week. I'm Rich Fragosa, your host. Thanks for watching.